Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Gigi and the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Thank you for joining me at my podcast today. Again, I always feel like I'm just looking at you just on the other side of, of the, the big microphone that has the filter in front of it, like you're just right over there, like I can really see. Um, during the lockdown, during the pandemic, we watched so many shows. We have all sorts of streaming. We have our favorite is actually British, Acorn and Britbox, because their shows are better for the most part. They are well-written, they cast real people, real-looking people, sets are great. They take the time to really tell a story. So, but right now we have finished Ted Lasso, we have finished Succession, and we're kind of bored with everything. We are not the type of people at night to sit in chairs and watch TV. We're just, I mean, no judgment here. I'm just telling you what we don't do. But we are looking for something to watch when we are in the mood, whenever that hits. We're more of the have music on, um, doing our thing that way. So this weekend we launched into some documentaries about things that we are interested in, and I kicked it off with a poet I am very interested in since high school. I was a, I was a contradiction because yes, I wore the trendy clothes, the trendy hair, um, all of that. But in class, especially in literature, I was riveted. It was my favorite. I immersed myself in it. I still remember those classes clearly. Um, and one of the, the poets, I. I grew to to really appreciate was Henry David Thoreau. Now, there is a misunderstanding about what he did. He did not go into the woods forever and stay there and be a hermit. He was not a hermit. As a matter of fact, behind the little shack that he built for $28 was, a, was actually a railroad track, and he didn't live too far from Concord. So some kind of bit of informa- misinformation there about Henry David Thoreau. But I, I do appreciate how he was an early environmentalist, really. Um, very, very interesting. We watched about three different documentaries on Henry David Thoreau. Then we switched over to art uh, at another point. This was not consecutive um, on Claude Monet and to find out um, about Monet's early work and and about his story. Also interesting, we tried to find something on Franz Klein, which is a a favorite of Gary's that he introduced me to when we first met, an artist he has liked for probably since high school as well. We didn't really find a a documentary on him, but we did find um, a slideshow that showed a lot of his work and what was interesting about Franz Klein. I like it. It's abstract and it's black and white. We have had posters. We have had uh, that sort of look in different in different places we've lived, depending on our decor, if it's contemporary. Um, but in his very early work in the 40s, they were not abstract. They were colorful and had actual scenes of like a jazz nightclub. I had no idea. I'd like to find that. Um, Although I don't, I don't really think mm, that it would be my favorite to frame of, of Franz Klein, but I'm, I'm in the mood, you know, to find something 
of his. Um, I appreciate Monet's work. And there was a time in my life where I loved that vibe. Um, kind of over that. <laughs> um, so anyway, let me know what you're watching. What are you watching? Are you, do you like documentaries? Are you, are they your thing? I'm very big about smells in our places, wherever we live. I like to walk in. I like the smell of breakfast. I like it when we cook breakfast and then you come back in later and it, just a little bit later and you can still smell bacon. I like that. A friend of mine hates that. He's like, I cannot stand that kind of stuff. I have to use the air freshener. But I'm all about that. We have, we almost buy air freshener. I'm not kidding by the case. So when I saw the Sans, S-A-N-S, air purifier, uh, as an ad, uh, flowing through my social media, I was very intrigued because it lasts, the purifier itself, the filter, will last for about three months and it covers uh, 1,500, a little over 1,500 square feet every hour to purify your air. And I thought that was really really very interesting but it it's almost four hundred dollars it's like three hundred and seventy dollars so I sat there and went hmm okay I don't know how effective it is even though I did read the reviews and they're always all over the place so you can't trust reviews and um three hundred and seventy is the is the price I saw we'll buy a lot of air freshener especially at Costco so I was greatly disappointed in the sans air purifier now what i'm going to do now is get on and see if i can find like the uh, you know how at walmart when you have the band-aid brand of band-aids and then you have the equate brand i'm going to look for that like the equate equivalent to the sans air purifier when you go to a restaurant or We've, we've been buying crumble cookies lately and many places now when you look at the screen they give you right there the opportunity while the employee is standing there the opportunity to dip 15 20 25 there was a story today about that and about that system of tipping you know while they're watching you which thing are you going to to, to hit and what they're thinking and are they judging you yeah they are <laughs> they are very interested in what you're going to do they're they're, they're very judgy and this is a, a global royal kind of thing where by that I mean that's a generalization and probably not everyone pays that much attention but maybe they do because you know what it's their living, they need to make money and they need to live. But I, just, I thought that was interesting because they, they said the, the, the people that are showing you the screen, it's awkward. It is very awkward for them as well. I'm a big believer in tipping. Women get a bad rap or they always have for being a bad tipper. Women don't tip. No, mm -mm. women that I know and have known are very good tippers and I certainly am. I will over tip. I, and, and, and because I just, that's, that's just who I am. I will over tip. Um, I have a love hate relationship with Apple. It is a trillion dollar plus business up in the trillions. So I have, I have a, not because of that make a, make a buck. I don't care. What I don't like is how they have pushed and forced different changes. 
where you have to spend money. No, so no wonder they are. They they that's that's my rub. So don't make me do anything that I don't want to do because I will show you how I'm not going to do it. But in the case of the phones, you sort of through the you don't have to. I could have a burner. Nobody's holding a gun to my head. But we travel a lot, and I need the little mini computer that the iPhone really is. So I have this love hate thing going with all of the Apple products. Their CEO, um, Tim Cook, though, um, you know, in a weird way, even though he's a billionaire, he seems a little bit, he, he, I think he has over 20 in his personal net worth, over 20 billion. but in a way, I think he's kind of down to earth. Now, I do not agree with these guys like Zuckerberg and, and these guys who wear the same thing every day. They wear the same colors every day. You know, what are you trying to prove? You know, punch it up a bit. Um, no, nobody cares. Nobody's impressed. Um, and I think that's a. I think that's kind of where we are in our country about everyone trying to impress everybody else. And I think that needs to to tamp way, way down. But why I bring up Tim Cook, a couple of reasons. One, he's very big on cleansing the mind palate by going outdoors. And now I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. It is proven, studies have proven, if you spend like 120 minutes, even less than that per day outside, having a meal, outside. I mean, if you think about it, if you dine outside, and there's a lot of opportunity to do that anymore, especially in South Florida. It's not that hard. It's not that difficult to spend time outside. But I know personally, so just take a walk, go to a park, the beach, whatever's near you. We are in beach heaven around us. And it is true. Going to the beach does, it brings a sense of calm, you feel invigorated and at peace when you go. I'm, I'm speaking for me. When we take our chairs, we sit there, we watch. We always go to the far end where the dog beach is because even though we no longer have our dog when we had her, that's where we went. And so we like it because you don't have as much beautiful people trying to be beautiful. It's just regular people walking their dogs a little bit, and it's not even ever very crowded at all, at all. I need to emphasize that. So we set our chairs up. We set them way back from the water and just enjoy windsurfers going by or or whatever. So I do believe that. So I I like that. I think think he's really 100% right about get outside. I mean, it's not just him. Therapists, doctors, it's a proven fact. It's good for all sorts of health issues. So I like that about him. I like that about Tim Cook. Now, one thing that drives me a little bit crazy is how far things are going. I talked about the virtual reality glasses, la la la, the other day. I'm a little bit confused by this thing. An ad came through, maybe someone out there can clear this up for me, for Ray-Bans. Ray-Ban sunglasses are the thing. They've been the thing forever. Um, I have my own 
preference on, on sunglasses. It's not Ray-Ban. But with Ray-Ban, now here's, here's where I'm confused because they cost anywhere from $250 up and you can get them plain, clear, you know, non-prescription or prescription. And they will do everything. You can answer your phone, you can take photos, videos. That part kind of bothers me knowing that people are walking around with these little tiny cameras where they can film you or film other people. But the, the, the question mark is, is that still going on? Because in researching these Ray-Bans, after I saw that ad, there seems to be confusion about what they are capable of, what the apps will do, where these stand, these smart glasses, these smart Ray-Ban sunglasses. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, I don't like the fact that people have little bitty cameras in their sunglasses when they're out there, especially when it comes to being able to film uh, minors uh, as they're playing or whatever. I, I have a huge problem with that. But speaking of ads that come through your social media or whatever you're reading when you're online. We all know the term influencers. It is just crammed down your throat for years now. These people typically, I'm not judging them, I'm just telling you what I do know and I don't know everything about influencers, but you see people in various forms on social media promoting this thing or that thing, this thing or that thing, some kind of makeup, some kind of face cream, some kind of clothes, handbags, luggage. It's everything. It's alcohol. It's everything. And they're getting paid for that mostly. I'm not going to say every time because I don't know. But many of them, I know, do get paid to talk up those brands. Okay, good for them. It's no different than being on TV doing a commercial. Okay. But the interesting thing that has happened, influence the term influencers has become not a term that some of the influencers want to be called. They don't want to be associated with that term. All right, good enough. Guess what? I mean, just like everything, sugar's bad for you, sugar's good for you, eggs are good for you, they're bad for you. Just wait and it will change. And that's what has happened. The big thing now, and, and, and it's very interesting, the new term is de-influencers, D-E, as in we don't want to influence you. We don't want you to spend a lot of money on a handbag you don't need. We're going to talk about how you can save money, how you can do this yourself. De-influencers, look it up. It's, it's the thing now. Very, very interesting be, I can't wait to see how soon we we begin to really hear that. And if you're hearing it a lot, let me know. One thing that I thought was interesting, this will be my last thing. Um, no, actually, it's two things. One is really, really quick. Have you seen the Chunky Loafer? The Chunky Loafer is back, and it has the sole. It's like a, a really thick tire almost like from a lawnmower i mean it is like the thickest sole you've ever seen those are back chunky loafers look them up they're horrible in my opinion again this is me but the thing that is being promoted out there 
by some professionals about how important this is. And I, I believe this from my own life. The, the necessity and the benefit of having intergenerational friendships in life and in work, whatever, if you have a job there, and just in, in life. I believe that because throughout my life, I have had a huge connection as a young child with older people that were friends of my parents, my people in my own family. But the importance of having a, a younger person and an older person having a, a friendship, and, and this was primarily directed at women. For, um, excuse me, friendships between women. And it is perfectly played out. I go back to, again, Ted Lasso, because the two characters, Rebecca and Keeley, interracial, intergenerational friendship. And it is so beautifully done. They are, and in real life, these two actresses really are close. They really are good friends. So I love that. But in my own life right now, uh, I have a, a much, much younger friend, a beautifully brilliant young woman, and she's in another state, and she is a writer and artist, and funny and fun, and I wonder why she continues to be, to have, want to have a connection with me. It's like, what could I possibly bring um, to her? But I know what I get from her. I see hope. I see a future generation that is thinking about important things, creating important works on in her future that will happen. Um, she is certainly not a minor, uh, but she is way, way, way younger than I am. And I treasure her to the point, and I trust her as a, as a very smart person because I've started a new novel. And I talked talk to her last week and I said, I'm, I'm developing, I'm creating. And I said, I'm going to run, I may run some things by you because she, I trust her that much, even though she is way younger than me, but I respect her. I respect her knowledge. Um, and so when I read this story about the, the benefits of, of these intergenerational friendships, again, especially between women. I was all in on that because as I've said throughout my life, as a, as a young girl myself, it, you, I would get so much knowledge and I would be like a sponge just sitting and, and listening and observing and, and really being friends with, going shopping with, doing things, going to lunch with people much older and some people really didn't understand that why what because there's so much to gain from that stories that are told history knowledge that's imparted from one generation to another and that's a two-way street because you're the older one doesn't mean you know everything you can learn from the, the, the younger person so I loved I love 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 that all right that is pretty much 
all of the topics for today. And of course, you know, I have to leave you with something. I want to leave you with this because it kind of mm, ties in. This is a quote from Leon Brown, and it's very simple. It says, it all begins and ends in your mind. What you give power to has power over you. And that is the truth. Thank you so much for being with me today. Be sure and look up Gary G-E-R-R-Y on all things cruise, Splash Magazine Worldwide, and especially NorthPalmBeachLife.com, our website, where these podcasts always rest, as well as iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, over 20 platforms. Thank you so much for visiting our YouTube channel, NorthPalmBeachLife.com. Thank you for looking for my books on Amazon, Pamela Barker. I appreciate all of you being out there listening. Thank you so much. I'm Pam Barker. This is Gigi in the 561 Live Podcast. Stay with me.